Before we hop into today's episode of the podcast, I want to tell you guys about someone I've been partnering with over the past few months. The name of the company is 2 Before, and if you guys are looking to take your training to the next level, 2 Before is the right product for you. 2 Before is blackcurrant powder, and blackcurrants are antioxidant berries grown in New Zealand. Studies have shown that consuming them regularly improves endurance by increasing blood flow and removing lactic acid. It's used by professional running team 10 Man Elite, as well as teams in the NFL, NBA, and the NCAA. There was one study that showed that using two before consistently can improve your athletic performance by 4.6%. And so as I look to close out this fall on a high note with my training, as well as get in some really quality training this winter, two before is going to become a staple pre-run, pre-workout. I absolutely love this stuff. I've worked with two before for a long time. For this reason, it's become a staple in my daily training and life routine. Because of that, you guys can get 30% off at two before with code the running effect 30. Not only does this get you guys 30% off, but also free shipping. And I've left a link in the show notes. Again, highly recommend this product. And I definitely recommend at least trying it out once and seeing if it works for you. Imogen Barrett, welcome back to the podcast. Although the first time we talked, it didn't feel like a podcast, so I have no clue what today's conversation has in store, but how are you doing this morning? Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you doing on this evening? Uh, I don't know. I, you're in the future, so I don't know. I, I feel like you're in the, the better spot here. It is currently raining and dreary outside, so so not too ideal. I got poured on during my run today. I had to cut it short because there was lightning, so... Don't don't oh. move to Ohio in February. I, I'm sure Australia I'm is better. Sorry. I'm um yeah, makes me grateful for the nice warm weather we have right now. So, <laughs> so you're a, a full day ahead of me. So you are in the future. Tell me about Friday morning in Australia. Um, Friday morning is lovely. It's quite sunny out. It's quite warm. Um, I haven't yet been outside, so can't give the full debrief. But yeah, it's a it's a great day. Although I'm currently living in Melbourne now haven't lived in Melbourne before but the weather here is so bipolar they so many people told me before moving here I get four seasons in one day and I was like oh (laughs) dramatic but now I'm here I'm like it's true so I get a bit of whatever you're experiencing on certain days as well (laughs) and leading up to this podcast we were texting and, and you were telling me that Friday is your off day I think a lot of people are curious of like, oh, what does the hard training look like? I'm more curious, what does an off day look like other than doing a podcast with Dom at 8.30 in the morning? Um, well, normally, yeah, normally I have Fridays off, but I still have like a physio appointment or something that I'll go and see our physio. So still like got like a, something to do, I guess. But an off day for me, um, I don't know. I don't really like have too many hobbies I just love like going to the beach so normally if I have a day off I'll go to first we'll go to the beach if the weather's nice or like just like go exploring or something um I feel like normally I would like hang out with a lot of my friends but since I'm in a new city I like don't have as many friends um which is good I have more naps now which is like quite relaxing um but yeah probably just going to the beach honestly that's my favorite thing to do so I feel like in the US, pro running, the average individual doesn't really understand it, but like almost everyone and their mother runs or jogs in some form or knows someone who does. So it's kind of like culturally accepted to be a runner, I feel like. I'm curious, in Australia, what's that like? Like when you tell, if you meet someone on the beach and they're like, oh, what do you do for work? And you're like, I'm a pro runner. Today's my off day. Like what's their initial reaction? What do people think of pro runners? Oh, I hate when this comes up in conversation now, when someone, like, somehow it just comes up, like, what do you do? I'm like, 
what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? <laughs> I'm just like, I do not. And they're like, oh, like, yeah. Because then there's just so many questions that follow after because people are always like so confused. But um, yeah, um, I feel like people, I feel like Australia is becoming more like America in the sense of people understanding it more and there's becoming a bigger culture around running that maybe I didn't see as much when I left. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm starting to see how like run clubs and things are becoming so popular. Like everyone wants to join run club or go for a run before work or, you know, get people are getting into athletics more. So I think that's really cool and really good for the sport. And I think um, that's starting to definitely happen in Australia too. So I guess it would just depend um, on whereabouts you are or like who you're speaking to. Um, But I still think there'd be some people, like obviously I said, I've had like lots of encounters where people are just super confused and have so many questions and then they'll like, I don't know, just say things where I'm just like, you obviously have like no idea in the world, like what what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, but it's cool. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like also like where I'm living now in Melbourne, it's um probably like I'd say the state, uh, the city, but the state's Victoria, um, where people are most involved in sport and it has like a bigger sporting culture than say like other cities in Australia. So that's kind of cool. I feel like here people are more in touch with um, the sport and everything. But You mentioned that you're living in Melbourne currently and that, you know, you hadn't really lived there before. So it's a new experience culturally. I'm curious in the U S the U S is so big that, you know, I'm from Ohio. I lived in Texas for a little bit and culturally like they're so different. I know people who live in New York, like New York's its own culture. California is its own culture. Is that similar with Australia where like each city kind of has its unique set of people or is it small enough as a country that they're all pretty much the same? This was one of like the coolest things about America when I first moved there, when I started traveling to states, how every state was so different because I felt like sometimes I was going to different, even within a state, like even in Florida, I'd go to different cities and be like, I feel like I'm in another country. But um, Australia, like, yeah, there's slight differences, but when you're, I know what, like you're talking about what it's like in America, it's not like that here. Like, yeah, there's, little differences and things but it's not like completely feels like you're going to a different place with different people who are completely different um so yeah no we don't really have that um so that's like a cool unique thing about america i guess um well i don't know if it's unique to america but yeah it's just so many states is just so different <laughs> i feel like every time i talk to imogen it's just like picking your brain on australian culture but it's a it's a nice change up from the monotony of continually talking about running. So we'll we'll get on a running track here. Uh, I was scheduling a podcast with a coach in the SEC and they actually had to reschedule because of SEC indoors this weekend. Bring me back last year to SEC indoors. Do you miss running in the NCAA or is it kind of like, you know, I close that chapter. I'm happy to be a pro runner now. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know. I still follow all the meets. I'm so excited to even just watch this weekend and watch the Gators and everything. But, um, I miss it so much, but I'm also, I feel like I had my time and I was definitely ready. I'm definitely ready to close that chapter and move on. And I feel like it's exciting now. I'm having completely new experiences in running. And, you know, it's my first time doing an Australian, like, domestic season in, like, six or something years. And there's just so many different, running has grown so much here from when I left that it's been really cool for me to just see that and be a part of that. And it's nice now being able to focus, you know, on, like, more, a progression suited to 
maybe like making teams or like a European season or whatever. But um, no, I miss it so much. SEC indoor last year for me was probably my worst SECs like performance wise <laughs> I ever ran. So I don't miss this exact meet, but I do just miss being with like the team. And um, it is, I do miss like the travel days where, you know, you're traveling like with however many people and like everyone's on the bus being crazy. Everyone's on the plane. Like you just got like so many people around. There's just so much going on. It's like a whole day, you know, but um, yeah, I'm happy to watch from afar still, I guess. Let's talk about the travel days. I think from the outside, it looks really fun. It seems everyone dresses up. Some teams like have their own airplane. Like it depends on the school, but it seems like a fun time from the outside. Imogen, do you have any fun travel stories you can share with me? Um, oh, fun travel stories. It's always good fun. Like there's always something going on. I'm trying to think like, I know there's gotta be one there where it's just like something really funny happened, but Oh, I don't like have anything that stands out. I think like one that stands out, um, it's not even like a funny story, but I think just in the moment it was just like, I might, I don't know why I told it. I probably did because I feel like I told so many Parker stories, but um, we were leaving. It was NCAAs, I think, in 2021, 2021, 2022, 2022 maybe. I was in Oregon. Um and we just won like the men's and women's title national titles so like our team was just you know on one and we had to fly out that night and none of us wanted to fly out that night because we all wanted to stay and celebrate with all the other teams because we like took both titles and we were just just so happy and um it was just yeah really good all-round meet and we had a charter flight and we're all kind of like lining up whatever we're at the wherever they like brought us onto the flights like a little shed or something and then um pretty much everyone's like loaded onto the plane and me and Parker were just in like such a hyper mood and we're just like we are not dropping it like we just keep saying like we hope the plane gets cancelled like come on like someone can't the flight we're just like saying the silliest things in regards to like the flight getting cancelled but like we just like haven't dropped it at all and then we start like oh, we're just going, like, crazy with it. And then me and Parker are, like, probably, like, the third last people to board the plane. And then, like, me and Parker walk up to the screening things where they screen your body. And then, like, Parker goes, and then I'm next to her, I'm next. And then the lady just, like, comes up and tells the man to stop. And then everyone's, like, really confused, looking around, whatever. And then me and Parker are, like, still being silly. So we're like, oh, oh, you're going to get, like, we're just saying, like, this is a sign. Like, this is a sign that we shouldn't fly and that, like, something's happening. But then, like, I start seeing, like, then they talk to, like, our, the guy that manages our travel. And I start to see he's really stressed. And I'm like, we're, and then we're, like, kind of, like, getting a kick out of it. And then our team starts onboarding the flight, like, the whole team. And we still don't know what's going on. But we're already celebrating because we're like, this is a great sign. <laughs> And our coaches are like, this is not a great sign. Like, I need it. Like, we're going to have to reap, like, you know, what's going on kind of thing. And then anyway, we find out somehow our pilot was, like, over his flying hours if he were to fly back tonight and needed a certain number of, like, rest. Then, yeah, our whole flight got deported and we went back to our hotel and 
we were all celebrating like all the athletes were like on one because we were so happy we're like oh we get to go and like celebrate this national title you know it's end of season everyone's done but all the coaches just want to get home to their families and, <laughs> yeah. like, they have to reschedule it and they're all just like this is so inconvenient they're all like in bad moods meanwhile we we're like screaming like celebrating but it was kind of funny but it worked out it worked out to be quite good but I mean, there's heaps more. That one wasn't really, like, that good. But in the moment, it was just one of those moments where it's like, oh, I can't believe that this just went into our favor like this. (laughs) When you're doing a travel day, specifically when you're flying out of Florida, you know, you have Florida natives mostly who are flying out of that airport. What's the, like, reaction from other people in the airport? Because it's such a large group of individuals. I'm sure people see on, like, the backpacks, like, track and field. Are people approaching you? Do people like recognize Parker? Like what's the, what's the vibe like when you guys go into the airport? Um, yeah, people definitely come up to us all the time when we're in like a commercial airport. Um, I think having, cause like people are such school fans in America, having like the Gators logo, that's definitely what triggers people. A lot of the times people don't know what we are. They know we're a sporting team, but um, yeah, like we get so many, you'll just be walking and you just get like, go Gators, go Gators. I did the accent as well. And like, they'll do the chomp and then like people will come up and ask you. Um, sometimes people know who certain people are, but I don't think that's happened much. But the weirdest thing I got once is I wasn't traveling with track. I was traveling with cross country, um, which was interesting, but someone came up to me and asked um, if we were a basketball team. (laughs) And I would understand if we were traveling with track, you know, we have high jumpers and sprinters, but since it was just cross country kids, I found it quite amusing that that their first guess was basketball. And they were so confident. Like they walked up and like pointed at me and they were like, oh, basketball. And I was just like, absolutely not. (laughs) Speaking of Parker, the people want to know, legendary moment of last conversation. I think you were the one who brought it up. No, Parker maybe brought it up and then I had you on. I forget who I had on first. But essentially, you guys made a bet at NCAA Outdoors that you would oh, shave yeah. your eyebrows. This was a massive moment. Uh, I, um, what I happened? I do, it looks like you haven't, but but I want to know what I, happened. Yeah, it's been a long time since. So if I, if I did, you know have grown back but I didn't actually ever do it um which is pretty poor on my behalf I actually forgot about that so thanks for bringing that up but just because I haven't done it doesn't mean like it's not yet to be done I mean the bet's a bet but um now we live on the other side of the world so I guess Park is gonna have to come to Australia to shave my eyebrow off I feel like her and Anna Hall are always talking about visiting you in Australia so I don't know oh they are they're so cute I hope they do get to come eventually but yeah always i can't wait for them to come so i guess i guess when parker gets on a, on a flight over to aussie land she can uh she can finally take off this eyebrow <laughs> <laughs> and then in relation to parker and placing bets on her were any bets placed during ncaa cross season that we should be aware of any bets oh, no, or did you no. learn your lesson and you're like no more eyebrow bets yeah, I feel like when it comes to Parker doing something in a race, now I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not betting. I have, I have full faith. What was that like to watch her win and be, I think, undefeated all season? I feel like every time she ran, it was like a course record or just a dominant win. What was it like to watch that from afar? Oh, she's such a gun. It was so exciting. I still get so excited watching her and all my other teammates and friends um, from afar. But, um, I mean, I, I think it was like, it wasn't really surprising for me. It was exciting, but I like 
I know Parker and I know what she's capable of and what a great athlete she is. And I think like, I don't think many people, it's, it's easy to like speculate from the outside, but I don't think people realize like she's not someone who has achieved what she's achieved through like a really um, smooth sailing like process. She's had a lot of things come up and she's had a lot of challenges. And I, I feel like everyone at a high level in the sport does have challenges. Um, but I just feel like she hasn't really had a fit. Like a lot of people get, you know, a season where it's like nothing comes up and they get good consistent training. But Parker's just someone who has dealt with a lot of things that, and a lot of interruptions. And I've just seen like, oh, she's had all this going on and she still gets to the line and can do this. I'm like, you know, like our favorite thing to say was like, oh, imagine if you had a whole year, like where nothing happens. So I think, I don't even think she really has fully had that yet. And I think that that was like, kind of the first glimpse of maybe like a season where not like too much was going on or not she didn't have too much interruptions to her training I don't know because I wasn't there but um just from what I heard so I think it's just like yeah I, I know what's yet to come still gonna be even crazier just because I was always there seeing you know how good she'd still run under certain conditions so yeah I kind of knew that she's just gonna keep getting better and better every time she steps on the track so <laughs> Imogen, talking to you today is kind of full circle. We're talking in February right now because when I talked to you, I believe it was like mid-June. It was like in the June 20s because we released the podcast on June 28th. I remember towards the end of the conversation after 40 minutes of joking with you, we, we got to talking about your running and your future and your ambitions. <laughs> and in Austin, you didn't have the most successful meet. I remember you were a little bummed about your performance. And I remember I was asking you like, where do you envision like your future in the sport? And you were like, I would love to run professionally. I don't know if I'll get the opportunity to. So what's it like to sit with me a few months later, half a year later about, and be like, I got a professional contract. I'm living out my dream in my home country. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. It's, it's kind of weird thinking back now to when I was in that stage where it was all kind of unknown and it's such like a stressful, um, time but um yeah uh, now I'm just running with the OAC Oceana down here in Australia and I'm so glad I made definitely made the right decision um it's a great group um great environment I feel like I have all the resources and everything I need great coach um but yeah it's been good and like the opportunity to be able to do it you know in my own like home country um historically there wasn't always like a lot of like I feel like there's so many different groups in America, you know, it's like, oh, one or two groups isn't right for you. There's like six others, you know, whereas it's here, it's like, there's only really a few options, Um, like more popping up now. But yeah, I think this was kind of the first of its kind in Australia. So I was just really grateful to make that happen. And yeah, I know like, you know, the plan always was in my last season, you know, ball out, get a good contract, do really well. But sometimes things don't go to plan. That's not what I did. I didn't ball out. So um, I was still running over the summer, like trying to chase some races, trying to trying to chase at the time a world standard, which I didn't hear. But um, no, it all worked out in the end, and I'm just like grateful that they um took a chance on me, and yeah, I'm grateful to have this opportunity. I'm curious, going back to that portion, that kind of time of uncertainty, you're going through that. You have like the hopes and dreams of going pro, of making something like this happen but you're not seeing anything happen what's the moment you get the call or email or like your agent calls you and you're like hey we have an offer what were the emotions when you realize that whoa like this dream could actually be possible I feel like I never I feel like I always kind of was through the process like there were like lots of ups and downs and you know different things and different 
groups and people involved. But I feel like I never was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. I feel like I was staying like positive and I was kind of like, well, this is in my control kind of thing. And like, it's whatever's meant to happen is going to happen. And I think like for me, I was just like, even if this doesn't happen right now, how I want it to happen, like it's going to happen because I will like, keep working until it happens. So I was like, you know, it can happen in six months. Like it can happen in a year. It's going to happen. So I don't think I was ever like, I never really got to a point where I was like necessarily like sad or stressed. I was kind of just like, I kind of started planning for maybe things not like rolling out perfectly in like a timeline. And I started preparing for being like, Oh, maybe I would stay in the States or maybe this or that. But, um, I think like it wasn't, they were like, there wasn't really anything coming together, like how I was wanting it to come together. And I was just like, kind of stressed about that, but I'd already kind of wrapped my mind around like the, okay, well, if this can't work this way, how can we make it work in another way? And I was like, okay with that. But then, yeah, I did actually, it did happen really fast. I actually did get like an email and then I just got, I called or my agent called me and it was kind of just like, oh yeah, like this is going to happen with the OAC, um, which at the time, like we weren't sure there was like lots of new people joining and lots of different things going on. So um, it was really exciting and it was definitely just mainly like a big stress off my shoulder because it wasn't like I knew exactly what was happening. Like I was relocating, I was joining this group, you know, I, I was already getting new training from like my coach as soon as I signed like Craig before I had like relocated. So it was just kind of like some nice direction things was like I was preparing maybe like go home, like, you know have a little waiting period see what happens kind of thing which is stressful like not having a job and not like having so many unknowns but yeah it was really exciting it was definitely it was more just like a stress relief not having to like wait you mentioned in your response there that even though it maybe wasn't your present reality a pro contract that you kept working uh and i think that's so important to to speak to of like the aspect of even if your goals aren't presently in front of you to continue to work towards them and continue to believe that they will happen eventually. You just have to keep working in, until you see the fruits of your labor. Could you speak to a listener right now who has a goal, has a dream, but they maybe haven't accomplished it and the importance of continuing to work until you see it come to fruition? Yeah, well, I think you see it so many times, like not necessarily even just in the sport, but in life, um, you know, people who are persistent or people that just keep going at something and just, like relentless with it and it doesn't matter how many times they get like proven otherwise or get like knocked down they just keep at it like there have been so many people I've seen you know over so be so persistent with the sport and just have like a breakout year or you know become a breakout run and it's just like honestly because they didn't let all the little things knock them back and they just kept at it and then like maybe there were people that were more talented or in a better place than them but they might have like let setbacks hit them harder or something and you know it's just like everyone gets their time and it's not even like just in this sport I see them left. Like there are so many kids that like maybe I went to high school with or that I've grown up with that like didn't on paper or didn't like upon first glance have like all the like, you know, maybe talent or like raw skills that other people had, but they like just worked hard and were persistent with what they wanted or had a vision and they just stuck to it. And it's like, you can, you can teach yourself, you can train yourself, you can, you know, we have so many tools and resources, especially like in this day and age to just be able to access what we need to be better. And it's just like, I, I just like believe if you work hard enough and try hard enough and believe in yourself enough, it'll happen. Um, 
but yeah i'm also just like a big believer in like everything happens for a reason and kind of like trusting the process and trusting your path and like there's so many great people in this world like i love it there's so many great people doing great things and it's, sometimes it's easy to compare yourself to that but and it's like just because this one person's you know you know younger than you and they've already done all this or but there's also someone who's you know 10 years older than you who hasn't hit like the best year of their life yet and i just think like it's easy to get caught up in what other people are doing but sometimes you just need to focus on yourself and like your journey and being the best version of you and just also trusting like i feel like there's a big mental aspect to everything that we do and it's also just you know believing in yourself and trusting yourself and trusting that things will work out for you um so you mentioned that comparison aspect for you. How much do you think social media plays a role in that of like seeing what everyone else is doing and how do you personally kind of try to combat that enjoying social media, but also not letting it get to your head too much seeing everyone's life. I actually weirdly was thinking about this yesterday. I've always been someone who um, I've been lucky enough that I don't really have an issue where I compare myself often, um, which I think is quite a nice thing. Um, I've always been very like kind of in my own lane and self-focused and never really like, like I always admired what others are doing, but I never really like took it as, you know, a personal thing. It's like, oh, I'm not doing that. But um, recently I feel like I did start to like think about it and like, you know, I'm like, I feel like we're, when you get to this time and track season, it's like you open Instagram every single day and every single thing, I feel like a lot of other runners can relate to this. Every single post you see, it's like, oh my gosh, someone did something really crazy. And it's like, oh, that's not that crazy now because now someone did this and then there was someone who did this, but it's like all in one weekend. And it's like, what am I doing? Like everyone's doing crazy things. Um, so I actually was scrolling down Instagram and like, I kind of was thinking about it and I was just like, I I, I, I was like, I, I feel like for the first time, like I'm kind of like, like having those thoughts. It's like, why can't I do this stuff? Or like, why are there so many people that, and I was just like, thinking about it and I was like well, whoa like this is social media it's just always opening it and seeing you know only the highlights because like I feel like even in the sport a lot of times I always like sometimes tell my friends this when they don't have their best days but it's like no one ever remembers any of like the best people in the world's like worst days like that one day where they just had the worst day where it was just like they weren't themselves like when you talk about a lot of great athletes or great people no one will be like hey remember that one race where like five people like beat him or like her you know but um people always like it's only the highlights and that's like what a lot of people talk about even outside of running like that's what social media is people post the best part of their life so it's like yeah you're seeing 10 really crazy things you know when you open instagram that happened but it's like you're also not seeing 10 really good athletes who just were human beings that day and had a really bad day like no one reports on that you know which is probably for the best but um yeah so i think it's just like good to put things into perspective and remind yourself that it's just like a highlight like highlights of the good things that's really what it is and um yeah it's kind of like the same thing I was saying, like, I feel like this sport is kind of a sport where it's like everyone gets their moment kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's like one week, you know, someone's doing this, but then it's like another week someone's doing this. So, um, My follow-up question to that in relation to social media, I was thinking about this as you were responding there. I think with pro runners specifically, I'm sure this is Instagram as a whole, but I basically only follow runners, so I can only speak to that culture. 
like people only post their highlight reels and the only way to kind of combat the comparison culture is by more people being open about the struggles but very 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 few pro runners you know make posts or talk about injury or depression or like their lower moments how hard is it as an athlete talking here is it to share about like those harder moments when you're going through tougher times yeah i feel like i feel like that is true you know not a lot of people show the reality of it and i feel like even even so like even if people are showing kind of adversity like maybe like um injuries or like mental health issues or things it's it's kind of like the stigma that like you can't share it until you're on the other side and until things have gone good because it's like you do kind of see like videos where people show like their struggles and stuff but then then they have it like you know it's contrasted to like oh look what i overcame this and beat this and look at me now which is cool because it's like showing like hey you can get to this too but um it's also i also like you know know that moment where it's like i feel like a lot of people feel like they can't necessarily post about it or talk about it until they're kind of on the other side doing well i don't know if that makes sense but um i feel like it's just like stigma around social media again to only post like positive like highlight reels like no one posts it when they're in that moment it's always like after on the other side um but yeah i think it i mean i think it would be good for younger athletes and i think it's just good for people growing up in the sport to see that like professional runners or the best runners in the world are only human and they do human things and they don't lead this perfect life where they do everything right and everything perfectly and nothing bad ever happens um so yeah i do think it's important i do think i do think it is trending a little bit on social media towards um a space where people can be vulnerable and people can speak out and people can talk on issues that they're passionate about there's always going to be some people that leave negative comments or bring those people down but i think now there's like enough positive positivity and stuff that people are i'm starting to notice some pro runners are opening up you know i think social media is good because it gives everyone a platform to use their voice but um yeah i mean i think it would be nice for people to more so show you know what the reality of it and it's hard because i think sometimes like i mean it is lucky it is a good job and it is you know a lot of people's dreams but like there's still struggles to everything and i think people only see it's like oh it's like amazing and stuff you know it's such an easy life but I don't think I think that's because people are only seeing the highlights people aren't seeing um all the other sides which aren't as you know pretty I guess what would you say is the hardest part of being a professional runner at least personally um I mean I've only been running professionally now for a very short time I have only just started and I've had a few races but um I don't know. I feel like there hasn't really been anything in particular I've like kind of struggled with yet, which I'm lucky. I feel like I'm just really like at the moment happy because I've been given such a good opportunity and I'm like lucky enough to be in a group where there's a lot of support and um, a lot. Uh, I don't know. It's just a really good like team and good culture and good support and things. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel very blessed in that aspect, but I guess one thing is, is like, I feel like, when you're in a professional realm, like you're just with like all the people who are, you know, the best. I feel like that was one thing with the transition from college is there's like lots of different people and not everyone's, you know, looking necessarily to make a career out of it. And there's lots of different levels. But I guess once you're in the pro world, it's like everyone you're racing, everyone you're doing stuff with, like everyone's like got a gift, everyone's good. And sometimes, yeah, I guess that that's where that comparison like creeps in or it's like, you know, you don't 
feel that feeling of like, oh, like I'm going and ripping. It's like you're always kind of, you're not really like, I don't really know how to describe it, but I guess it's like, um, like I'm now like entering the, my first year as a pro as is like there's people who've been in it for so many years who are so good doing such good things. So it's like, I'm kind of just at the bottom. I guess it's like being a freshman in college again. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I guess like for me that that's probably a hard thing. It's just like everyone you're stepping up on the line with who's in a pro uniform is good. You know, like there's a reason they're there. Um, so yeah. Is it hard facing that reality in an Olympic year where you yourself as Imogen have the highest expectations for yourself. Like you probably care about your running more than anyone else does. And so to the outside world, like, Oh, if you don't make the Olympics or you don't run the standard or you don't run X, Y, or Z time, like people forget about it or, or aren't paying attention. But to you, it's like, it's your world. How do you kind of deal with that reality of it being such a big year in your first year as a pro runner, where maybe if it was an off year, you would have some more grace with yourself and be like, it's okay, I'm going to ease into things versus Olympic year where it's more, you know, zero to 100. That's true. That's a good question, actually, because that is something like I have thought about. It's like I've kind of come into this year and, you know, I'm doing new training and a new group and, like, I'm building and I'm seeing my training building stuff, but it's like I haven't really had that, like, you know, a year or two to kind of build into a system before a really big year. Um, there's lots of like new things and lots of things I'm getting used to. And, you know, completely new group, completely new training. Like, you know, it's, you, you don't know, you don't like, it's just different. You have no, um, you have nowhere to compare. Like, it's like exciting because you're doing new things and you're like, oh, I, I feel like I'm better at this or I'm doing more of this and I'm doing this. But it's like, when you used to do the same workouts every year for three years, you know when you're in good shape because you've you've done a workout that you've done before and right before a race and you're like, oh, I hit these splits. But then it's like now I'm doing completely different stuff. Like it's still the same stuff. It's just like different formats. But like in the different formats, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, well, how does this workout compare to this one workout I did a year ago? So it's like kind of like am I in better shape or is it just that I did a different workout? Um so, yeah, I guess that's hard. But, yeah, I guess, like, having, you know, high expectations coming into an Olympic year and everything, um, it's easy to get caught up and want to do too much too soon and want to go, like, straight into it. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, it's there's just so many good athletes out there. I think, like, so many people on the outside will be, like, oh, like, it's, it's hard because it's like, yeah, everything I am doing is because I want to be on that team and I want that spot. I want to run that standard. But it's just like so is everyone else. Every other person is doing the same thing and there's a lot of really good people out there. So I think, yeah, I think sometimes on the outside people who don't understand it as much, like you always get comments like even if I was like, why didn't you make that team or why didn't you win that race? It's like, I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> like, um, But, yeah, it's just like there's also a lot of, really good people um so yeah it's definitely been it's definitely a tougher year to like get into pro running but it's also exciting because you know it makes for like a really exciting first season and lots of racing and lots of competition and it's just like a lot of focus and things um so yeah a lot of what you were saying there reminds me of like the the common saying control the controllables which then reminded me of the quote you shared with me in june when we talked and what you told me was quote I'm going to keep working at it and controlling what I can control. I don't even want to have set goals because if anything is possible, that means you shouldn't put limits on yourself. I just want to see how much further I can go in this sport. 
What are your thoughts on that quote, like eight, nine months removed from saying it? Um, I still completely agree with that. I feel like, um, you know, I don't want to place limits on myself. And I feel like sometimes a lot of I've done this in the past, you know, I've been like, oh, I want to run this time this season or do this one thing. But it's like, who knows what can happen in one you put, like, I don't want to go into anything with limits. I mean, there's so many people I'm like yet to have a season like this. And I hope it comes. I kind of like just slowly progress each year. But there's so many people in this sport that like, you know, they go from like not even being on the map and just in one season, every time they step on the track, they do something crazy and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And I'm just like, how do they keep doing this? But it's like, yeah, that that person probably like doesn't get on the track and go, oh, I want to run a second faster. They're probably just going and running and then they're surprising themselves and doing something crazy. Um, So, yeah, I feel like I still completely agree with that. And that's kind of been my approach this season. I haven't really had like, you know, like, obviously I want to run a standard, um, but, yeah, I don't have, like, a set time in mind. I just want to, like, go and compete to the best of my ability in every race. And um, I can only do what I can do as long as I'm doing all the right things on and off the track. Then that's, like, all I can really do. Simple question for you, but I'm nonetheless curious to hear your response. You could be a pro runner and, or not a pro runner. You could be a pro athlete in any sport. Like when you were growing up, you could dedicate yourself to any endeavor, any sport. Why running? Why does Imogen Barrett love running? Um, I wasn't really good at sports growing up. Actually, I was really bad at them. So I didn't really see myself getting into sports at all. Um, I wasn't really like the kid that was like, oh, you could do anything. Um, I kind of just got into running because I liked going for runs and training because it it was kind of like a good release for other things going on in my life. Um, I always found like any personal issues or anything like when I went for a run, it was it would kind of relieve them. And I kind of like could get out like a lot of my like angers or frustration through like just like pushing myself. I feel like runners are a bit crazy in a way because you just like go and hit a workout and you can just push yourself to like full fatigue. But it's, I don't know, it's like, really good way to release emotions and feelings and things and um that's kind of what got me into it and then I wasn't really the greatest like uh, at athletics growing up or running or anything and then I feel like I kind of got into it for that reason and then when I started doing more running and more training I started to notice you know like hey what you put in I really loved how like what you put in is so I just translate so much to what you put out. Like I started running more and then suddenly like I made it to like the next level of the meets or the teams. And then I like made states and then I started running more and then I made nationals. And then it just kind of was like, I kind of was feeding off of that. It's like, Oh, if I just like keep running more, like I can keep doing all these things that these other kids used to do that I used to think was so crazy. But then I was doing, I'm like, it's not that crazy anymore. You just run more. But as a kid, like it was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like I like, like came to a realization, like, Oh my gosh, if I actually like always go for runs, I'll be really like good at this running thing. Um, So yeah, it kind of just went from there. And I, Honestly, don't feel like I really fully got into the sport until college. So I was kind of like on the latest side of getting into it, but I'm glad I did. I know we talked uh, literally a minute ago about not setting goals for yourself, but I asked this question anyways. How much further in the sport do you think you can go? Like that quote you said was, 
I'm excited to see how, how far I can go in this sport. When you think to your future, your career, your ambitions in this rookie season, like how far do you think you can go in the sport? Yeah, I mean, going back to the court, it's like I don't necessarily think there are limits and I don't think I've reached like my peak in the sport yet by any means. But I think, you know, I always felt like she knows like the ceilings like kind of endless and I always felt like I had a lot more to give and I feel like I can you know eventually be on that world stage competing and hopefully be one of the best like better athletes in the world and I I feel like I have more of a glimpse of that now that I'm in I'm so lucky to be in this environment where you know I'm around a bunch of other professionals a lot of other really talented people that I'm learning off of and like having you know my coach now, Craig, he's so great. And, like, he was one of those athletes when when he competed in his time who was, like, one of the best. And, you know, it's just, like, cool having a coach who is coaching but also has, like, been where you want to be. Um, and then all the support, I just feel like, you know, there's still so much left to build in my training. And I feel like I've only started to get a glimpse of kind of, like, harder workouts and harder training now. And it's it's definitely, like, a building phase for me. So I'm excited for what's to come. And, um like either way I'm enjoying the process and I'm happy with what I'm doing and I'm enjoying it. So yeah, I, you know, I do think that there is, I mean, in terms of like what can be done, like my resume, like I'm on the very low end of things. So I hope there's only one way to go up from here. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully the next few years, I'll put some of those words to action. <laughs> What would you say to a high schooler or middle schooler listening who resonates with what you shared a minute ago and you also shared that in our first conversation with each other of like your start in the sport, how you got involved with it, how you were never like the most talented kid, you're never like the best at anything, but now they see where you're at today, they see you're a professional runner for the OAC. What would you say to them in terms of, you know, maybe they look up to you and, and they want to be a pro runner one day, or maybe it's not even running, but running is their outlet to, to work hard and yeah. see results from something. What, what piece of advice would you share with them? My advice with them would go back to like, anything's possible. Like just because you're not where you want to be now doesn't mean you won't be and can't be. And I think also just to like keep enjoying it because if you're doing something and you're not necessarily you know, on paper, the best, well, there's lots of other kids around you doing better. Like just keep enjoying it and stay in it and just keep working at it because it'll come. And like I said, like, I think we're seeing this so much in the sport now. Um, a lot of people get their moment and your moment, your moment will come. I feel like we're seeing a lot of people who may have been, you know, not really on the radar, haven't really done anything, haven't run any crazy times. And then they're coming out in like one year and just having like this crazy breakout season and doing crazy things. And I think we're seeing a lot of athletes do that now. Um, and it's like, who's to say that that's not going to be you? Um, and I think, I think the mental element of it, as well as obviously working hard is a big component. It's like, stay enjoying it. You know, I feel like I see a lot of younger kids kind of do too much too soon or be too invested too soon and it almost kind of has the like of course you need to be invested in like commit to what you want to do but you don't need to take away I guess like other elements of your life that you enjoy um you can you can have balance you can have variety and you know if you're happy and you enjoy it you're gonna want to stay in the sport longer and I think that for me is like maybe not taking things too seriously so young helped me now because now I'm still growing into 
kind of getting more serious or more committed. Whereas I feel like if I were so like intense so early, I would kind of get to the stage and just be so kind of over it. But I think you've got to give yourself, you know, room to grow into who you want to be and enjoy, just enjoy what you're doing and don't, like don't punish yourself. Like don't think, oh, because I can't go and do, especially if you're young, like go and do all these other things I also enjoy. Like you can explore other things and have other things and still be a good runner. Man, after that response, I'm like, you got to start your own podcast. So you were spitting fire there. <laughs> oh my God, I feel like I'm just rambling. I'm no, like, it's so good. Me. It's so good. No, those are some awesome, awesome words of wisdom that I'm sure will resonate with people listening. Imogen, you know this. First conversation, I asked you the classic Gordon Ramsay question. I ask every first guest, but you're a second guest now. I don't have like a, a second guest question. Uh, so I oh. guess my, my we'll, we'll brainstorm it on a future podcast. Um, I guess my, my final closing question for you, um, outside of running, so non-running response, what are you most excited about in the coming months? Uh, whether it's Brecky, you introduced me to that lovely word last time, uh, or some, <laughs> something else. Oh, what are you most excited about? What am I most excited about? Oh, I'm so, so bad at like non-running related questions. Um, which kind of goes into my advice that I said before I should have more answers, but um, oh, I don't know. Coming months. <laughs> I wish I had an answer. There's like, there's nothing that I like particularly have planned that I'm excited for, I guess. I feel like normally I'm someone who gets really excited for holidays or trips, but since I am in season, I don't have any of those planned. But uh, I guess I'm just, like, excited that it's now summer here because, you know, that means, like, more beach days and everything. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if there's, like, anything. Beach is a very valid answer. You can just Yeah, okay, that, we'll that. go with beach. Like, it's starting to sound like all I do, but... um. Yeah. I love it. Imogen, always love our conversations. Keep crushing it. Excited to see the incredible things you'll do this year. And we'll chop it up in episode three uh, or edition three, (laughs) I guess it would be. Edition three with Imogen soon. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I don't take your time for granted, so I hope that it brought you some wisdom and value that you can apply directly into your running and into your life. If you have not already done so, please consider giving us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And then something all of you guys can do is share today's episode or the podcast in general with a friend or someone who you think will benefit from it. One more note, if you're not already following us on Instagram, consider doing so. My Instagram tag is at The Running Effect. I hope your running and life is going well. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to listen to today's episode. I will catch you in two days when the next episode drops. Until then, happy running.